Welcome to Claim Your Career Crown, where you receive proven strategies and tools to show up as your very best self in life and in your career. Every episode empowers you to achieve more faster. I'm your host, Lynn, author, business coach, speaker, and the founder of Petite to Queen. Using my experience and skills cultivated over many years of corporate life, I am focused on catapulting you to a new level with an injection of energy, originality, and creativity. Today, I'm joined by Amanda and our special guest, Lana Magara. Uh, Lana is an intuitive healer. She's a master channeler, an energy artist, writer, and teacher. Um, I think what's amazing is that she combines energy healing with cutting-edge brain science techniques to dissolve deep traumas and really get those energies that are stuck to get them unstuck gently and easily and permanently. And it's a process that she calls the gentle flow technique. So we're going to be learning about that. And um, if for some of you who may already know Lana, I'm sure you've tuned into her hit show, Now It's My Turn on Awake TV Network. And as a reminder, it does air Sundays at 2 p.m. Pacific and 5 p.m. Eastern. And Lana, we are so excited to have you here today. Thank you so much, Lynn. It's my pleasure. Well, this is going to be a great conversation. And I also want to remind everyone who's listening to, uh, if you haven't done that yet, please hit that subscribe button. Um, We'd love to have you joining us every week. And on another note, I want to remind you that if you're doing that, go ahead and share the love and hit those five stars for us on the review. Okay, so let's get into this to talk about awakening your spark. And Lana, you've said that the first step is to understand who you are. And and I love that idea. But can you explain why you start at that point? Well, it's really the baseline, isn't it? Um, (laughs) It kind of reminds me of the 70s, you know, the hippie movement, like I'm finding myself. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But really, there's so much to it, uh, because we get kind of lost uh, after you know, some years, because if you think about it, when you're three years old, you've got that, you know, that wonder, that excitement, curiosity, and, and you have your special interests. But as we get older, whether it's through school or life experience or whatever it is, we just kind of forget about that person. And to me, that's the real us. That's the one that's inside, always there, always waiting to come out and play. But uh, you know, there's a lot of different things that that shut us down. Uh, it could be expectations of ourselves, other people might maybe have expectations of us, or maybe we were trained, you know, from family culture, you know, that your children are seen and not heard. Sit down, be quiet, sit straight, and uh, we just kind of lose it. Um, so that's really the the beginning is to find that spark again that was inside us. It's still there. We just have to find it again. Right, right. Yeah, I, I agree. It's so important to really to know who you are. And I've heard you talk about self-sabotage a little bit before. How does self-sabotage play into achieving a better understanding of yourself? Oh, well, self-sabotage is what happens when we get into that space 
where we think, well, we're not enough, or maybe we shouldn't, you know, those thoughts that come to us when we have this really brilliant ideas, like, I'm going to be a painter, or I'm going to, uh, uh, I'm going to um, audition for the community theater, and see if I can get a part. When we have those ideas, then something comes along and says, eh, maybe that wouldn't be so good. Maybe you wouldn't be able to make a go of it, or <clears throat> maybe, maybe I'm too old. <laughs> That's another one. Uh, that a lot of people think, you know, I'm too old to start something new. And those thoughts are self-sabotaging thoughts. But what I usually say about self-sabotage is it's because we're looking in a cracked mirror. And that means that we're seeing ourselves in a way that's not accurate. There's some distortion in how we see ourselves. Because if we saw our true self, that beautiful soul that's so vibrant, alive, curious, and, and engaged with life, if that's the part of us that we saw, you know, we'd never hold ourselves back. But we don't see ourselves that way. And so these self-sabotaging behaviors come from not seeing who we truly are and not embracing ourselves as that person, that capable, beautiful person. It's that that negative voice in your head, I think, uh, and also that idea that, you know, you're essentially because you're listening to that negative voice in your head, you're putting up walls. Definitely. There's a lot of safety, um, becoming safe, keeping ourselves safe, um, protective behaviors that happen because we're kind of afraid to put ourselves out there, like stick our toe in the water, you know, instead of just diving <laughs> off the diving board. <laughs> because uh, maybe we tried it before and somebody said something that wasn't very kind or maybe somebody we cared about said something that wasn't very kind. Um, and so there's a, really a lot to this idea that maybe we shouldn't or maybe we can't. Or one of the things that really stopped me was what are my children going to think? <laughs> that was a real big one. Yeah. 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 Now, this is something I can really relate to. I feel like it's something I used to do a lot to myself is self-sabotage and put up these walls and say, oh, I can't do it for this or this reason. Mm -hmm. And I really like your um, your analogy of the cracked mirror distorting your your view of yourself. Um, how do you gain clarity and illuminate the distortion of that view? Well, if you just become aware, it's a lot of it is simple awareness. It's so simple and so easy. And that's why I think we pass it over. We're looking for some really difficult thing that we have to discover or do, you know, some long journey and uh, very uh, difficult, hard thing. But if we just become aware of the feelings that we have, and sometimes people don't feel very much because they've closed off those feelings. So the first step is to start to be tuned in. How am I feeling? And this is really key because that phone conversation, you know, you get off the phone and you feel that constriction or maybe that feeling in your stomach. Well, you know, there's something about that, either the conversation, the topic, maybe the person that is giving you some not so good feelings and just becoming aware of those and looking deeper into what is the cause of that. You know, the following feeling better was really the key for me personally. Uh, because I have, I have quite a story um, <laughs> uh, for me to come into my own 
sense of self and the joy of life that I have now, it started with following, feeling better. And when something would happen and I would get that that downer feeling or maybe that anxiety feeling or maybe I'd get a little angry, then I would notice it and, and backtrack and look at where did that come from? Was that about the topic? Was it about Maybe the person that you were talking to or interacting with has a has a habit of pushing your buttons. Um, there are a lot of different facets to it. So figuring out why you're not feeling better and then start to just pivot, pivot toward what feels better. There's a there's a method that I, I use for releasing uh, troubling friendships. Because I seem to gather people around me back in the day, you know, before I learned all this, that would constantly press me and urge me and tell me what I was doing wrong. And I don't know why everybody thought they were, you know, like my advisor, because I never asked for it, but I was getting it a lot. Um, <laughs> and um, so to pivot away from those type of relationships, you know, that don't make us feel very well, very good, um, is simply what I call unmooring. It's like when you have a boat and it's tied to the dock and you just untie the rope, you unmoor the rope and you just let it drift off. And you don't have to make a big scene. Just just let it drift away. Don't follow it. Don't don't encourage it. And that friendship will just get further and further distant until, you know, you have other friends that are better for you that come along. And so um, becoming aware is the first step. But then take conscious action. Unmoor the boat. One thing I've learned in my many years of corporate life and since creating Petite to Queen is that I'm passionate about supporting people to become the very best version of themselves. Our one-on-one, group, and enterprise coaching programs will transform you to believe the impossible is possible. If you're dreaming big, let's make those dreams come true. Book your complimentary chat with me at petitequeen.com slash chat. Right. I I mean, it feels better. Yeah. yeah, So, I I mean, Lana, I want to ask you a question about that, because one thing is that I've I've I hear what you're saying, but there is a flip side to that, I guess, that I always believe that sometimes that to grow and develop, we do need to feel uncomfortable. We need to. um there is a part sometimes with those people that may be giving us uh, a negative, uh, making us feel like we're, they're pushing us or they're giving us their advice that we don't necessarily want. Sometimes I find that what I'm doing is I'm resisting hearing what they're saying because there is a nugget in there. That I mean, they don't know me. They don't walk in my shoes, but there's a nugget there that I should be listening to. And it makes me uncomfortable. And so I guess my challenge is that sometimes I really feel that we have to be, accept to be uncomfortable a little so that we can um, tune, like you said, tune in and keep asking ourselves why. I do that a lot. I ask myself why it's sort of my Six Sigma training six times so that I really understand why I'm feeling that way. Am I feeling that way because this person is just, you know, just really negative all the time. And in which case I don't need to be around that because that just drags me down. Or is that person 
um, trying to help me and telling me something that that I do need to acknowledge and hear, um, and it just makes me uncomfortable. What do you what What are your thoughts on <laughs> on my? Oh, that's on, a great point. I, I'm really glad you you brought that up because what I was talking about was unhealthy relationships that press you and make you feel bad without much upside. Uh, so right. yes, absolutely. Sometimes we do. Everybody does, and. Uh, those uncomfortable moments help us to grow. And even in the unhealthy relationship, we have an opportunity there to grow. It doesn't feel good sometimes to release that friendship or, or pivot or, or turn you know, to something else. But um, it's understanding whether that relationship is ultimately beneficial or if it is just you know, like a stone around your neck that's going to drag you under. Uh, if you just continue with it, because we all know there are definitely that re- those kind of relationships, especially oh, yes. when it comes to family, for some reason, <laughs> family is really hard. Yeah, sometimes. but friends can do it as well, you know, and, yes. and I hear what you're saying. I love the idea of, you know, letting loose the the, the mooring line. That's a great analogy because I, I come at it from a perspective that we have the power to make a new choice. I mean, first of all, we have the power of choice and we have the power to make a new choice. And that new choice may be sometimes friendships change over time because individuals change. You know, they're at different places in their life. They've had different experiences. Um, And one thing is maybe you let that mooring line go, but that doesn't mean that later on you don't take the dinghy out and row out and grab grab the line again. So, Mm. (laughs) um, you know, I want to pursue this. So when you're working on this awareness, which I think is really important, we really need to understand, you know, what, what's our, what our core values are and how they translate to feeding our soul. Um, how does that help you make better choices? Oh, wow. It's so, it's so key. Um, that awareness that you have, um, it, it kind of like peels back the layers, right? So the the friendship or the relationships that are troubling to you, as you become more and more aware of yourself, as you become more and more in tune with the authentic you, um, you're able to peel back more and more of those those interactions, you know, and your own attitude just really draws if you are so uh, set on telling everybody all the bad things that happened to you, <laughs> you're going to get. You know, that that kind of like feeds the lion, you know. So, yeah, as we grow and we come more and more into that authentic, positive self that that is us, then um, it becomes more jarring to be around people who don't have that alignment, who don't have that perspective. And then we get, you know, really clear that either this relationship is salvageable. Maybe I can just limit my interactions. Right. Yeah. Limit maybe. the exposure. <laughs> yes. Yes. Maybe not, you know, just depending on each individual is different, but it, it is really interesting because I went, I went to take care of my elderly mother um, after not being around for a few years. And what was so interesting for me was the difference I felt in myself being around her where now that she has dementia and she's not nice at all, which she's never been very nice. Um, my mother and I have a very, you know, we have a history. Um, and so 
just to be able to, like you said, get in the dinghy, row back out there. You know, now she's needy. She's she's having problems. I need to go help her. I'm the oldest daughter. I felt like I should. Um, and then when I got in that house and I lived with her for five months and cared for her around the clock, I realized that my personal development had come to the point where she no longer could needle me. She could no longer upset me. And I was fine. I was able to stand my own energy, even though in the past, you know, she could really zing me um, and she would do it often, you know. So that is really like a litmus test. Can you be in your energy? Can you stay in that good space around this person? Because if you can't right now, maybe, you know, a little distance is what is needed at least for the time. Right. So that's another facet of it. I think that is uh, really important. Yeah, that's an amazing transformation. And I think it's really great when people can change and evolve in a way that that can make what was maybe a negative or difficult relationship or situation, and it can transform into something better and something that's healthier for you. Um, so once we get past the self-sabotage and the negative relationships and you're starting to gain this awareness, how do people identify what they do truly want? Oh, wow. Um, I just love this because if you can just imagine that your life is in a picture frame and you could put anything in that frame that you want to build this beautiful life that you want to live. What what are the individual components? What are the puzzle pieces that you could put in that frame that would make you really, really happy? For me, living in a quiet space. I, I don't like traffic. I don't like noise. I don't want neighbors who have loud parties. I want quiet. And so one of the things in my frame is a quiet space. And then I want um, a lifestyle, a job that allows me to have a slow morning. I want to be able to have my coffee, sit by the window, and just be for a few minutes before I go and get ready to start my day. And so that's another thing. Those are small, really simple things. But you know, the simple things are really the core of our life. And so getting clear on yeah. what are Yeah, they the are. Facts. It's true. Yes. What, what do you want? What do you want? What makes you happy? I love a hot shower and a beautiful bathroom. That's another thing I really like. <laughs> I agree. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. So um, if you get that frame and you just start putting in the things that make you happy, and then on the flip side of that, you can take out the things that don't make you so happy. And if you do that in a conscious way, You'll end up with a life that you really love. And it isn't hard. It's not hard to do it. It's just awareness. It's taking step by step. And every time you make a little shift, a little change, you feel better. You feel a little happier. You're putting in more that's good. That makes you happier. Take out something that's not so good. That makes you happier. And just follow that path until your life, the frame of your life, is a beautiful picture. And you just absolutely love it. And then you're in that space where you can begin to evolve and grow and, you know, be a blessing to others, contribute. And 
although you could be very busy, you feel so um, so energized by by that, and it doesn't feel heavy at all. Yeah, I mean, you've just been describing a process, yeah. you know, that the listeners, our listeners can follow to enjoy the things in their life by committing, uh, creating this frame and then to visualize what that looks like. And I think that's a great way to look at that. I, 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 when I think about it, one of the things that really helped me is this process of being more in tune and having that time to think, to really mm-hmm. think and consider Um, for me, it was taking walks um, and how I got to that point. I would take walks and I would just um, look at nature, you know, look at the trail. I have a lot of walking trails around our place, the trees, um, you know, maybe a squirrel running up a tree and let my mind wander. And it allowed me to really try to, you know, get to that inner, you know, what's that inner fire inside of me? What, what drives me? And then how do I frame things around those drivers? Because things that, that um, make me, I have a passion for because they're, they're a driver, then it makes everything easier when I'm, as you said, you're feeding the lion, but in this case, I'm feeding a beautiful garden (laughs) Awesome. or or a nature trail. But um, what other ideas do you have for how people could really get in tune with themselves and start this process? Well, it is all about having the courage to practice self-care, honoring your own needs and wants, realizing that you do have the right to be happy and taking those steps. And I think uh, as women, because I do work with a lot of women, um, we put ourselves at the bottom of the list or sometimes we aren't even on the list. Right. And realize that you are valuable and you are worthy to be happy and to have a beautiful life. And so if there are constraints or things that you feel, you know, don't fit in the frame, but you have this reluctance to honor yourself, then take a look at that because you do have the worthiness for it and you can, you do have the power, but sometimes those choices are hard. There are hard choices sometimes and we get into codependent relationships. We get into other things that we, we feel an obligation that's against our own benefit. Um, And so I'm not saying that it's easy. It's simple, but not necessarily easy to implement this, to, you know, have that complete framework that is absolutely beautiful. I have to say I'm living in mine and I am loving my life. Absolutely. You can do it, but it's just uh, there's an element of courage to taking those steps. I got to tell you, it's so worth it, though. It's so <laughs> worth it. Absolutely. And and I would like to just add as a reminder to everyone that if you don't take that time for yourself um, and to practice, you know, self-care for me, you know, the walks and et cetera, um, you are doing yourself a disservice and everyone else around you, everyone that you love, everyone that you care for, because if you don't take care of yourself, you're really no good to anyone because it in, it impacts our attitude. It impacts our patience. It impacts our resilience. Um, and all of those things, 
um, are vital to get through the day. <laughs> so you got to take that time. I love that, uh, Lana, about self-care. I know that's a, a topic that is dear to our heart here at Petite Queen. Mm, absolutely. I think we all need reminders about that because busyness creeps in um, from time to time. But <laughs> wow, isn't it isn't it delicious just to have like a morning to do whatever you want and then just, you know, like do a mani-pedi and go get your hair done. And I mean, just <laughs> to me, that's just like fabulous. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So everyone has that, the you know, wherever that is. So Alana, thank you so much for sharing how to awaken your spark and enjoy life. Um, I would love to have our audience. Um, I want you to know that you should be on the lookout for Lana's upcoming book. Now it's my turn. Uh, the new unstoppable 50 plus woman. I love this. Um, and uh, we're going to update our post when the it's, it's publishing soon, right, Lana? The end of this year. Yes. Okay. And we'll, so at that point, we'll be updating the post with the link for everyone. But in the meantime, you know, how can our listeners find out more about you? It's really simple. LanaMcCara.com is my website. And also my uh, TV show is called Now It's My Turn. And you can come into the Facebook group, NowIt'sMyTurn.com. And there you'll get the links for the TV show as well. Thank you so much, Lynn. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll provide those links um, in our show notes for everyone. And thank you again for this great discussion, Lana and Amanda. Uh, I think this was really important right now for us all to sort of get back in touch with our feelings and to follow that trail. And if you have ideas uh, out there that you would like to share, we would love to hear from you. So you can add a comment. You can send us a question or suggest a topic for discussion. And of course, you can email us at jointheconversation at petitetoqueen.com. And to stay current on all of our insightful advice, the breakthrough advantages uh, at petitetoqueen.com, you can sign up for our weekly wisdoms newsletter. And you will be the first to know every time something is published podcast, article, webinar, whatever it happens to be. All right. Thank you for listening, everyone. 